0: hello and welcome to this is iberts podcast this is your immediate post-match reaction to kolmaric one rangers two it will be part this evening rangers have done it they've grabbed the three points when it felt like a long time in that first half that they wouldn't do it i'm joined by reese tonight to go through it reese how are
1: you I went after that result um i didn't it look like it was going to happen but we got there in the end
0: uh the the contrast of emotions, isn't it? It's mental compared to that first half and the second half that you're coming out of that. I really didn't see us getting the result tonight after that first half performance. But what do I know? Clearly, Filipe Clement knows much more than any of us about football and changing things to get results. So fair play to him. We'll just get stuck right into it result. There's quite a lot to get through, actually, for a 2-1. Um, but there's a lot mm-hmm. that happened in that game. I'll just talk about the start of the game for a wee bit. Um, Rangers made three changes. They brought in Borna Barisic, Ross McCausland, and Fabio Silva. They came into the starting 11. I thought Kilmarnock started really well actually tonight. I thought they brought a lot of intensity. I don't think we really matched it at all. We had a couple of chances a deflected shot from Fabio Silva, a free header from a, a set piece from Cora Golson, which you should probably do better with. Uh, I, and then Kilmarnock really should score from a Liam Donnelly, Donnelly header as well. So it's one of those, it was, it's ebbing and flown in the first 10 minutes. But we'll just come to Kilmarnock's goal straight off the back, Reese. Um, Really poor bit of play from Borna Barrett, such in my opinion, down um, Kilmarnock's right-hand side. I think he is clipped, but he goes down, grabs the ball, gives away a just a, a needless foul, really, a free kick. Um, the ball's played back short, and John Lundstrom comes out to block, and, and he gets up, and I think he, at first glance, I wasn't really sure, but he throws his elbow at it, and I think it is a penalty, to be honest with you, and, and Armstrong puts that away. How, how disappointing a start was that for you, and... And, you know, who was culpable on that
1: goal? There there's probably a few in there, eh? I think it's, for me, that's all on Barisic. I think that, for me, if it was up to me, I think that's the end of the Barisic and a Rangers jersey for me. you now, at the end of the season, I would genuinely play Robbie Fraser for the B team in front of him if we need a backup. Because, for me, that just embodies somebody who's got that sort of petulance about them rather than actually putting in hard work. To sum it up, I think Borna Barisic would rather cry about a penalty than score an open goal. He would rather turn around the moment at a ref to get a penalty than score an open goal. and That's what it seemed like for me, that he was just a bit petulant looking for a foul. It's never a foul. and He, he gives away a needless handball. I don't know that the penalty is a penalty, to be honest with you. I just think if Lundstrom's elbow isn't there, then it's just hitting his body anyway. It's basically doing the same thing. He's not stopping it going towards goal because it's hitting him regardless and his elbow's tucked in, he does kind of swing it after but I don't think he's proper swung it out and yeah, disappointing start, we were setting to every ball and that just kind of summed it up
0: So one of those ones Reese, where I, I was the same with you when, when I first seen it I didn't think it was a penalty because it was I think you're right, it, it looked like John Lundstrom's arm was kind of in his body there's not really much more he can do and I actually still think that's true but I think that see the way he throws his elbow out after I just think as a referee in VAR they're just going to look at that and they're just going to think that that that's enough I think to give it as a penalty so look I can understand I can see both sides of this this one to be honest with you, I think if we were in Kilmarnock's shoes at that point I think I'd be screaming for it to be honest with you just with his arm movement at the end so I, I can maybe see why it's given but yeah I have to agree in Borobar I just thought, I just thought all round the first half tonight, I just thought he was poor. Didn't look like a guy that was coming into the side to prove a point. It looked like someone that, I, know, I was going to say, had a bit of a huff about himself. That's probably a bit unfair, but he just he just didn't seem
1: up for the game at all. I totally agree. I think he's just, he's had one of those ones where he doesn't, he's not interested in the fight. He seems to be more interested in getting wee decisions off the referee than what he is putting in the hard work and, it's just, it's never really going to come for him that way.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, it, it was really disappointing for for Rangers in that first 10 minutes to concede and obviously Borna Parasic as well. We'll ju- we'll just talk about the first half. We'll try and get past it as quickly as possible, right? Um, there was a couple of other chances in there. Um, Cortez had a chance. He cut in, cut in from the, the left-hand side of the good shot. It was saved by Will Dennis. Um, Diamandi actually nearly gifted a goal to Kilmarnock at that point. He's, he's too short on the back pass. Jack Button has to come out, which, by the way, fair play to Jack Button again. He's, he's aware of the danger. He's out quick, and, and that's exactly what you see from a goalkeeper. it was wondering we were looking at VAR for that, whether Diamandi had pulled him enough for a red card. And that, that, seemed, that check seemed to take a wee bit longer than I thought it should. Um, and yeah, I've just actually got noted here. We've already touched on it that Borno was having a having a bit of a disaster. But I thought Komaric in that first half, they they definitely deserved to be ahead at halftime. We didn't. They? They, they were the better team. They looked more up for it. They were pressing with more intensity. They just looked a team that were really settled in the way they were playing, and and we didn't really do enough to to unsettle them. Did we? They were very comfortable. What did what did you make of that
1: first half performance as a whole from Rangers? I just thought it's it's overwhelmingly disappointing. Like it's it's not like we were a wee bit off it. We were setting to every ball. We didn't look a threat going forward. We didn't look like scoring on Monday Sundays. And I think Kelly were first to every ball. They dealt with the little bounces of the pitch better, whether that's familiarity with it or not. But they just every single ball we were first to it. They knew how to play against us. And I think coming towards half time, we all sort of knew the substitutions that we wanted to see being made. And um. Gladly that actually happened at halftime.
0: Yeah, and this is something we have to give the manager a lot of credit for, don't we? Because he's not afraid to make changes at halftime. We've seen previous managers where they'll maybe keep things as they are till the 55th, 60 minute. Then you let the, the opposition settle into their shape again and it's very difficult to break them down. Clement made two changes at half time. He, he brings on Cyril Dessers and he brings on van Yelmaz. I think, like you said, I think they were obvious changes. I think Fabio Silva really struggled to get into the game. wasn't really his night. And yeah, Borna just had an absolute shocker. And I, I actually think they both made a difference straight away. Um, Dessers' movement, I always say, is pretty good. And He's definitely, in the last couple of months, he looks fitter, he looks stronger, but he's also willing to compete a lot more in those kind of duels, which is something that really helps us get up the park. And Ridvan, again, I think he's always looking to play in the front foot. He's not necessarily, every time he gets a ball, looking to swing it, swing it in. Do you know what I mean? He's trying to play a, a wee bit more intricate than that. So I think they they definitely made a difference for us. What I will say is, before we come on to our goal, and we'll get start getting into the positives of this tight, Comarne um, probably should make it too. Um, it's a cutback across the box, and and Matty Kennedy should score. But I have to say again, and it's worth saying now, um, Reece, how how important is is Jack Bolton again for us? You know that is a massive save. Rangers have went on to win this game tonight, two one. They get the three points. I think if Coman get a second there, it's very very difficult for Rangers to come out of this tonight with a victory.
1: How important was that save from Jack Bolton? 100% I think it's one of the games where he's had to be more active than what he usually is for Rangers and at every call I think he's, he's stood up to the test like that shot there, that could be massive for us come the end of the season even if it's not massive in terms of winning a league title come the end of the season which we all obviously hope it is it was massive in this one game because if that goes in it's 2-0 players' heads will drop the momentum you kind of start to build with the changes at half-time drops I don't think we looked like we we were going to score three maybe four the night I think we were going to score two and that was going to be a whack but if that goes in it's a totally different game and who knows how pivotal that could be come the end of the season it could be something we look back on and go that one is a league title or that got us over the line in that game and eventually we won a league title
0: well, let's hope that's exactly what we're doing at the end of the season. Eh? Let's look, we're looking back at all these moments. And, and Butland, if we are going to go on them win this title, he's going to be a massive for it. He's already proved that so far. And yeah, what a save again. I mean, this is this is all the time at the moment. And we always say about Rangers goalkeepers, don't we? They're not going to have a lot to do. But when they're called into action, they've got to deliver. And he continues to do so. And I'm not surprised he's being linked with a recall to, to the England national team, which would be absolutely fantastic for him. And I'd love to see that. Right, let's go on to our goal. The equaliser, and I'm going to let you take this one away Reece, in terms of the praise, but the captain, again, delivers again. He just always seems to, to pull us out of a hole when we need it, and it's just an absolutely ridiculous free kick from him again. When it looked like we were really struggling, that's what it takes sometimes, isn't it? Just that little bit of magic, um, and, he, and he makes a difference again, like I said.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think he's just got that, that little bit of quality that we had lacked throughout the whole game. Scotland was impeccable for the first 50 odd minutes or however long it was. We had seen very little quality other than that. We get a free kick, Tom Lawrence broke away, I think, and Lois Mail puts his arm out, shoves him. It's definitely a free kick. And just Tavernier just steps up again. He just he gets praised on so many levels, and a lot of people point out flaws in that. Oh, But all his goals are penalties. He scored three kicks at Parkhead twice. He's scored that one the night that digs us out another hole. He's done it endless times in Europe, and it's just it sums the guy up. He, when you need somebody to step up to the mark, he's the man to do it. For all people might say, "Oh, he's not a Rangers captain because he's not the one shouting and screaming." That's predominantly Connor Goldson. He leads by example, and as moments like that, you realise it. As much as he might have his flaws, and listen, if he was a good defender, he would not be at Rangers, but. What a free kick! Keeper's powerless to save it, and it just beats him down at the right hand side. and It's a great goal.
0: Yeah, absolutely fantastic goal again. And I have to give with everything you said about Tav. I, I, I really don't understand the criticism sometimes of this guy. Like, I think we can all admit that we we would have liked him to have won more trophies at Rangers, unless hope he pushes on and he, and he increases that tally. But in terms of an individual, you know, the statistics behind him, the big moments, he he, he does deliver. It really does, and and it and and that is the spark tonight. You know, we we needed something to get us into life to to, to bring us back to the party essentially, and and he's done that. So yeah, I, <laughs> I could stand in this podcast for an hour, recently talk about how good James Tavanier is, but I'm conscious we we all need to go to our bed at some point. Um, I'll just say before we move on, it's only three minutes later when Rangers grabbed the second, um, but uh, Do John Sterling comes on at this point, I believe. I think he came on for Ross McCausland. Um, again just worth saying at the moment might not have enough time in this podcast but I I thought Dujon Sterling was great again tonight made the difference, wanted to put his body in the line, runs at everything he's actually technically a lot better than I thought he was as well so he deserves a lot of credit but it is the second goal for Rangers we're going to come into now, it's only three minutes later huge goal Um, I think Rangers win a a free kick on the left hand side Tom Lawrence puts it down takes a free kick quickly Plays it in the daisers, it's you know, there's about a bit of ricochet in the box, and it comes back to him and he absolutely smashes it bottom right. I mean, Will Dennis has got no chance. First of all, we the finish from Tom Lawrence, I think again, ridiculous. Um, but secondly, in terms of that play itself, does that kind of sum up where we are at the moment in terms of there wasn't any hanging around for the free kick and waiting to to send in a set piece? It was get the ball down and let's play, let's go, let's grab another one. That... That mentality in this Rangers squad, I don't think, was there at the beginning of the season. Everything was slow. I remember the throw-ins. It would take about 30 seconds to take a throw-in. Every set piece was laboured tonight. I just felt, as soon as we got that first goal, the intensity was back, the ball was down, and it was play. And playing that way, you get your rewards, because Kilmarnock don't have time to settle. They don't have time to get back into shape. They don't have time to put men behind the ball. Rangers play, and and they get the rewards, and, it, and it's Tom Lawrence with an absolutely fantastic finish.
1: What, what did you make of that goal? As it's an excellent finish. I think the technique on it is superb. Everything just looks dead elegant and kind of graceful with Tom Lawrence. He just seems to strike everything so, so sweetly. And he's probably one of, if not the best technical footballer in the league in terms of that. I think when you speak of like taking the free kick quickly I think that comes with the momentum shift in the game, like you say. Because I think it's that that actually catches us out for Butlin's superb save as well. Come on, look like at the free kick and we just sort of switched off, but it's good to see that we flipped that and we came back in. You know, we're making the most of it and that we actually capitalised on it. And it's just as <laughs> a ridiculous finish, as you say. He's got absolutely no right to stick it that far into the corner. and It just looks graceful from him. You're actually sitting there at that point going, how have we managed to do this in about five, ten minutes? Two superb goals when for the first 50 or 45-ish, you're looking going, we're down and out here. We look rattled and it was, uh, it's a great round
0: Yeah, it was definitely pandemonium in my house when that's <laughs> Lawrence goal, and, and and it's it's one of those strikes as well that anyone that's ever played football, with a, when the ball rolls back to it like that, it's so easy to get under it, and absolutely balloon that, but he just wraps his foot right round the ball, he keeps it low and he just drives it right into the corner, and it, you could definitely see it was a goal that he absolutely loved as well, the celebration, there was a lot of passion involved in that, and I think Again, we have to look at Tom Lawrence. He's been out significant period to our Rangers. So, you know, I'm, re- I'm really happy for him to grab a goal at that. A winning goal could be a huge result in terms of this title race. And, yeah, it'll definitely one of those goals I'll be watching back quite a few times in the next couple of days because, yeah, what a, what a finish it was. Um, in terms of the rest of the game... There wasn't a lot. I mean, Komarik tried to to play their way back into the game, but I think that second goal kind of took the stuffing out of them. And um, I don't think they expected that kind of turnaround, especially with the, the way they would played in that first half. Um, and I think I think it is fair to say that it probably was against the run of play at that point when Rangers got the second. You know, they were starting to build into the, the game again, but Komarik played well, and it, and I think it just took the energy out of them. Um, so, yeah, obviously Rangers dug in to get the result. There was just a couple of things I wanted to ask you about before we finished this. Um, it's Scottish football, so we can't not analyse penalties in VAR or whatever. But the, there was two penalties at the at the end. Checked for Rangers in terms of a VAR check. There was one for Kilmarnock as well that was ruled not to be a penalty. And um, I think that was around the seventieth minute or something. And Greg Stewart cut the ball back. But the the first one is for Stewart Finley. The ball this was in the box. It ricochets up and it hits Stewart Finley's hand, and um, that obviously wasn't given. And then there was one uh, towards the end of the game. Scott Wrights driving into the box. He looks to play the ball across, and the it hits Lewis Mayo's hand, or his arm is, is out, and it hits it now. We spoke before we came on air. I wasn't convinced by the first one just because of the proximity of the two players. Um, but that second one, Reese, I do not understand how that has not been given as a penalty. They're just For me, that that is everything that is a penalty. His arm is away from his body. The ball's coming into a dangerous area. I, I really don't get how that isn't a penalty. What, what do you make of that one?
1: Now, with the male one, I think the first angle it shows you, it's quite hard to tell if it actually does come off his hand. But then it showed you one more round, kind of parallel to the Lewis Mayo's back. You see it coming in from a side view and it does definitely hit his hand to the point that I don't know that it changes the direction of the ball, but it definitely slows the speed of it down. And you're looking at it going, right, it's going to be a penalty. You're just expecting it to be a formality at that point. And then when he's pointed to the corner, he take the corner of the throw in you're going... How, like How is VR not even looked at that? Whoever's in VR the night should be sacked or something, relegated to the championship games, something, but it was a shocking performance. I think to give the Lindstrom one, whether or not that went to VR, I don't know, didn't seem to go for long, so it wasn't that obvious. The, the Finley one, I think you've convinced me, I was a bit hyper-competitive still in the mode of watching a Rangers game when I first came on demanding it was a penalty. It probably isn't. I think it is too close and it just bounces off from that one's probably. No, but the male one—I honestly can't believe how it isn't. Well, gladly, it didn't mean much come the end of the game. But if it did, that's the sort of thing that letters are being written about.
0: Well, I think this is even more important to highlight it when you when you do have the result, isn't it? Because there's you're not you're not saying it for any reason. Your Rangers have got the three points tonight, but I think it is important to highlight these things like that. That is a that's a definite penalty. I really don't understand how VARs. Um, not came in and, and altered that there. And and to be honest with you, I, I am someone that stands for VR. I like VR in the game. I think the majority of the time it gets the decisions right, which is exactly what I want. I, I hate losing games of football where you feel that like you're on the wrong end of a bad decision. And I think that tonight, that's the way I would have felt if Kilmarnock would have got a result tonight out of that game. I would have felt that was a clear penalty that wasn't given. And we had one given against us, so you know, and, and that one was up for debate. I think we've, we're honest to say we can understand why that one was given. So it's not it's not bitterness or anything like that. It's just that I sometimes just don't understand the decisions that are made in Scottish football, but I don't think that's going to change any, any time soon, to be honest with you. Um, just before I get your man of the match then, I just wanted to touch upon the kind of significance of this result. So it does feel like a big result. Philippe Clermont spoke about it before the game tonight. You know, that he, he spoke about Clermont's record. He said it was a really difficult place to go. He, he said himself it would feel like a big result if Rangers were able to get it. Um, We have to say as well, we're in a title race, Celtic won convincingly tonight. I think the last time I checked, I think they were 7-0 up at home to Dundee. So their fans would have been on a high tonight, looking at us 1-0 down. They would have felt, you know, we're going back top of the league here um, convincingly. And, you know, we've been on the other end of that the last couple of years. It it does deflate you when you think you've got a chance to get back top of the league and the other side get the the result they need. So uh, there is a a lot of the psychological concepts coming into it into it here, but how big does that feel? We touched on it earlier, about that, that result tonight, how significant do you think that'll be in the title race?
1: Massive. I think rugby park's a place where title races go to die and the fact that we've managed to go there on the back of playing Hearts, who were the form team of the league, came out of both of those games unscathed and stay top of the league is massive. To do it in the manner that we've done it in probably speaks to the character of this squad and it is, as its it makes it even sweeter just to think that they would have been buzzing, going, oh, they're 1-0 down at half-time. Just can you imagine at half-time the talks going on in Parkhead and they're 6-0 up at half-time and we're 1-0 down? And how much sweeter it would be when they get in the car on the way home and realise it's 2-1. Oh, it's brilliant. And just to, to have that thought and the way we come back for that, having messed up title challenges so many times at Rugby Park, it's significant. And I think come the end of the season, it may be one worth talking about, come May.
0: Absolutely. Couldn't agree more. Um, that, that pitch is very difficult to play on. I understand the manager this week playing down the pitch in terms of it doesn't matter. We have to just deal with it. I think he always references playing in a, in a car park. You know, they'll play anywhere and they'll, and they'll go for the result. Um, but it, but it is a factor. Everyone's aware of it. Um, and And I have to say as well, Full credit to Kilmarnock this season. They are they are a really good side. Like Derek McInnes has done a really good job with them. They're highly competitive. Their recent record shows you that they are a great side, and they're they're in fourth position for a reason. So, you know that that does feel like a big one going away to these places, getting the result is exactly what you need to do in a title race. And now, when it comes to the split, you don't need to go to Rugby Park, which is always a I always think about these things as well. Like getting to the end of the season, how does that make up that kind of those split fixture? So yeah, just it, it feels. A really, really big result tonight, and I, I'm so glad we'd managed to grab the three points because it really did not look like it in that first half. Um, just before we close, then, Reese, man of the match. I think that's a difficult one because the, the two halves are so different, but who would you give man of the to match tonight?
1: It's tough because I think Butland was probably outstanding throughout, so I feel bad not giving it to him, but personally, I would go Tom Lawrence. I think I don't think he put a foot wrong as much as we weren't good in the first half whatsoever. There was nothing you can really pinpoint on, pinpoint on him exactly, and he played a part in both goals, so tremendous for me.
0: Yeah, that's a good shout. I think Tom Lawrence was. Yeah, it, it definitely plays a part in both goals. Um, it was tough for the attacking players in the first half. Um, Tom, I think it would be between Tom Lawrence. I actually, I actually thought Tav and, and, and Suter were both good again tonight. Um, I think Suter's yeah. been just really, really good... Um, consistently, I know he's had a few mistakes through games and things like that, but you're starting to see the John Suter that we've seen at Hearts in terms of the the form he had when he gets that consistent run of games, but do you know what, I'm going to give it to the captain again here um, I just think stepping up in that moment, you're 1-0 down he puts the free kick away, you've seen the celebrations at the end as well, how passionate he was he understands how st- significant a result this was so I'm going to give it to the captain James Tavernier, I think he deserves this one but that's us um, thanks for your time, Rhys. Really, really appreciate it. I really enjoyed going through that. I didn't think I was going to enjoy going through this when I was watching the first half, but I've actually ended up enjoying this, so I really, really appreciate your time. We will be back, I believe we'll be back on Saturday for the for the Motherwell game. Yeah. We'll have post-match reaction for that. I think it's Craig and Kyle from the Gantry, so look out for that. We'll have the, all the analysis for that, and we'll also be back on Sunday for the usual kind of flagship podcast that we do at half eight, so stay tuned. Thanks everyone for listening. See you in the next one. Cheers, Sports Social Podcast Network.